Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, unique ideas, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. Want to tell the story of your small business? Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today's stories, hotels encouraging people to hang out in their lobbies, including entrepreneurs, and groups investing in female startups. Those stories after this. When a state ranks among the top 10 in the country for major new and expanded facilities, that's pure growth. When it's tops for three straight years, that's pure Michigan. Long known as a world leader in the automotive industry, Michigan is also a leader in defense, cybersecurity, mobility, agribusiness, and aerospace. In fact, CNBC rates Michigan among the top 10 states in the country for business. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org because helping business grow is pure Michigan. Walk into a hotel lobby and you may notice something unexpected. People. Not people checking in or waiting for someone to arrive or hustling to the elevator. No, people sitting, working, and socializing. In the past handful of years, hotels have started to create lobbies and common spaces that are a destination in themselves for both guests and locals. It's a story by Talia Minsberg at the New York Times. Talia, what's up here? Yeah, so this has happened pretty recently that if you walk into a hotel lobby, you'll be surprised to see not kind of a drab uh, check-in booth and one or two people, but really energetic lobbies full of people working on their computers, drinking coffee, socializing, and working. So as there has been a rise of common workspaces, co-working spaces like we work, hotels have tried to get in on the trend, too, and fill their lobbies with people and free Wi-Fi and, and fancy coffees. And this is the trend we've seen take off in the last few years. Wow. What's the benefit here? This is uh, hotels would just get people who are coming in and buying food and drinks? Yeah, I mean, for one thing, a lot of hotels have said that the reason they want to open their spaces to locals and people who are traveling and working is an energetic hotel is a more exciting hotel. If you walk into a hotel lobby and, and you see a lot of people working there, it's, it's a cool place to be. So they say it's great for word of mouth. If you're co-working in a hotel that you've become a fan of, you're more likely to tell a family or friend who's coming to visit that it's a great hotel to stay in. And it also does help at some point to the bottom line. You know, if a lot of people are, are spending an hour or two here or there, they're probably buying a coffee, maybe buying a sandwich, but it's all about getting a really energetic feeling in hotel lobbies and in hotel common spaces that previously was was just not there. Wow. How are hotels, like, um, I don't know, marketing themselves or dressing things up to make it a friendly, say, community workspace? Well, one of the first things that the Ace Hotel in New York City did is put outlets everywhere, which sounds like a really little thing, but if you walk into a coffee shop, you can tell really quickly whether they're places that want you in or out or places that want you to stick around and work. <laughs> if you can't find an outlet, there's a good chance they yeah. don't want you there for more than an hour or two. But at the Ace Hotel, you can find outlets everywhere. There are long tables with lots of different chairs. There's some good light. There are lots of comfy places to sit. It's It's Everyone I spoke with said it was a combination of, of the right furniture, the right lighting, and everyone's at outlets. No kidding. Is this happening at uh, mostly high-end hotels? Not necessarily. I mean, I think to some extent hotels are kind of acting like hostels in the way in which they want to create common spaces that people want to spend time in. But I would say the, the brands I spoke with are looking to attract both business travelers and locals who are maybe artists or, or freelancers. 
So the hotels that I would point to are the AC Hotels by Marriott. Uh, there's a very interesting hotel called Zoku in Amsterdam that is focusing on creating a space for freelancers and artists not only those who are traveling and those who are staying at the hotel, but those who actually, they created a space for people who co-work to actually live there for a month or wow. months at a time. So it's, it's all across the board in terms of different hotels, boutiques, big brands, small brands, fancier, less, less fancy. How about that? We're speaking with Talia Minsberg, Senior Editor of Special Projects at the New York Times. She's written a piece about how hotels have started to turn their lobbies and common areas into like we work gathering places attracting both guests and locals speaking of we work uh, do they feel competition here that's a good question i would say i wouldn't expect they feel too much competition we work as a, as a massive company they have spaces all around the world i feel like the hotels that are doing this they want to just create another space for fans of co-working to sit down and get some work done i wouldn't necessarily think we work is is a Feeling really threatened. The thing about WeWork that hotels can't guarantee is at WeWork you can reserve desk space, mm. conference rooms. At some hotels, they actually are moving more towards WeWork in that some hotels are creating spaces that you can reserve a phone booth or you okay. can reserve a meeting room. Of course, that's not free. They do charge for those services, generally speaking. Whereas sitting in the lobby, yeah. cheap, free, no cost. Hmm. What about uh, keeping out, say, the riffraff? That's not actually an issue that anyone has ever spoken about. They say they want people to come in. If they, buy, if they buy a coffee or a sandwich, great. If not, hey, it's a free space to get some work done. There are bathrooms. <laughs> That's another thing people mentioned, oh, that yeah. it, it makes it a little more of a welcoming space if, if you know there's a restroom nearby. So they, there hasn't been any concern about riffraff. They really want locals to come and make it a cool local spot to hang out that then travelers will then view as a, as a trendy place to be. Encouraging you to uh, also take pictures, right, and uh, th throw pictures up on Instagram of you working or the workspace, perhaps? Oh, yeah. So I think a lot of hotels are driven by creating an Instagram aesthetic at this point. They want their spaces to be ones that are photographed, that are seen as trendy and, and unique. And so a lot of these spaces you'll see all over Instagram, whether tagged by a location or by a hashtag, definitely adding to their bottom line in terms of Instagram influence. Seems like a fair trade, too, if you're going to walk into a hotel lobby and use it for an hour or so. Uh, seems like maybe a reasonable request of the hotel that you just, you know, take a nice picture and post it and use the proper hashtag. Yeah, there you right? go. Yeah, very good. Uh, anything else you want to drop in or did we cover it? No, yeah, I think we I think we pretty much covered it. It's, okay. it's an interesting trend and I definitely encourage you or anyone who is interested in co-working spaces to just Keep an eye out. It's, it's interesting to see how many hotel lobbies have really shifted from what we used to think of the average hotel lobby as a desk with a few desktop computers mm -hmm. and a, a person or two to really dynamic spaces. And it'll be interesting to see how this trend continues. Thanks, Talia. Talia Minsberg at the New York Times. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. GEICO could help you get great coverage at a great price, and it only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today and see how much you could save. Pipeline Angels is an organization investing in female entrepreneurs. It not only invests in women and minority-owned businesses, but it also looks for women and minority investors to fund these companies. Since 2011, Pipeline Angels has trained over 300 new investors, resulting in more than $5 million invested in more than 50 
businesses. Pipeline Angels is not alone. Many groups are widening the funding opportunities for women and others. USA Today listed some. One is Springboard Enterprises. Springboard has helped more than 730 women-led companies raise $8.6 billion. Springboard companies have had 17 IPOs and have created tens of thousands of jobs. Another, Golden Seeds, a network of more than 275 investors, mostly female, focusing on early-stage companies with female leaders. They've invested more than $100 million in almost 150 companies. And Portfolia, which provides a platform to make it easier for women to invest in companies with a strong female focus. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is This Morning with GordonDeal.com. That's also where you can catch our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.